All right, chapter 19, third segment. I'm going to try to finish it, but who knows? Kneeling down by her side, I reached out and touched her. There was no response, no whimpering cry or friendly wag of her tail. My little dog was dead. I laid her head in my lap and with tear-filled eyes gazed up to the heavens. In a choking voice, I asked, Why did they have to die? Why must I hurt so? What have I done wrong? I heard a noise behind me. It was my mother. She sat down and put her arm around me. You've done no wrong, Billy, she said. I know this seems terrible and I know it hurts, but at one time or another, everyone suffers. Even the good Lord suffered while he was here on earth. I know, Mom, I said, but I just can't understand. It was bad enough that old Dan died. Now little Anna's gone. Both of them are gone, just like that. Billy, you haven't lost your dogs altogether, Mama said. You'll always have their memory. Besides, you can have some more dogs. I rebelled at this. I don't want any more dogs, I said. I won't ever want another dog. They wouldn't be like old Dan in the land. We all feel that way, Billy, she said. I do especially. They fulfilled a prayer as I thought they'd never be answered. I don't believe in prayers anymore, I said. I prayed for my dogs, and now look, both of them are dead. Mama was silent for a moment. Then in a gentle voice, she said, Billy, sometimes it's hard to believe that things like this can happen. But there's an always an answer. When you're older, you'll understand it better. No, I won't, I said. I don't care if I'm a hundred years old. I'll never understand why my dogs had to die. As if she were talking to someone far away, I heard her say in a low voice, I don't know what to say. I can't seem to find the right words. Looking up into her face, I saw that her eyes were flooded with tears. Mama, please don't cry, I said. I didn't mean what I said. I know you didn't, she said, as she squeezed me up tight. It's just your way of fighting back. I heard the voice of my father calling to us from the house. Come now, Mama said. I have supper ready and your father wants to talk to you. I think when you've heard what he has to say, you'll feel better. I can't leave little Ann like this, Mama, I said. It'll be cold tonight. I think I'll carry her back to the house. No, I don't think you should do that, Mama said. Your sisters would go all to pieces. Let's make her comfortable here. Raking some dead leaves into a pile, she picked little Ann up and laid her on them. Taking off my coat, I spread it over her body. I dreaded to think of all that I had to do in the morrow. My father and sisters were waiting for us on the porch. Mama told them the sad story. My sisters broke down and started crying. They ran to Mama and buried their faces in her long cotton dress. Papa came over and laid his hand on my shoulder. Billy, he said, there are times in a boy's life when he has to stand up like a man. This is one of those times. I know what you're going through and how it hurts, but there's always an answer. Oh, the good Lord has a reason for everything he does. There couldn't be any reason for my dogs to die, Papa, I said. There just couldn't. They hadn't done anything wrong. Papa glanced at Mama. Getting no help from her, he said, It's getting cold out here. Let's go in the house. I have something to show you. Guess what? We're having supper, Mama said, and she turned as we turned into the house. Your favorite, Billy, sweet potato pie. You'll like that, won't you? I nodded my head, but my heart wasn't in it. Papa didn't follow us into the kitchen. He turned and entered his bedroom. When he came into the room, he said he had a small shoebox in his hand. I recognized the box by the bright blue ribbon tied around it. Mama kept valuables in it. 
A silence settled over the room. Walking to the head of the table, Papa set the box down and started untying the ribbon. His hands were trembling as he fumbled with the knot. When the lid was off, he reached in and started lifting out bundles of money. After stacking them in a neat pile, he raised his head and looked over at me. Billy, he said, You know, your mother and I prayed that someday we'd have enough money to move out of these hills and into a town so that you children could get an education. I nodded my head. Well, he said in a low voice, because of your dogs, her prayers have been answered. This is the money earned by old Dan and little Ann. I've managed to make the farm feed us and clothe us, and I've saved every cent of furs the furs have brought in. We now have enough. Isn't it wonderful, Mama said? It's just like a miracle. I think it is a miracle, Papa said. Remember, Billy. Remember, Billy said a prayer when you asked when he asked for his pups, and they were your prayers. Billy got his pups. Through those dogs, your prayers were answered. Yes, I'm sure it is a miracle. If he gave them to me, then why did he have to take them away, I asked. I think there's an answer for that, too, Papa said. You see, Billy, your mother and I had decided not to separate you from your dogs. We knew how much you'd love them. We decided that when we moved to town, we'd leave you here with your grandpa for a while. He needs help anyway. But I guess the good Lord didn't want that to happen. He doesn't like to see families split up. That's why they were taken away. I knew my father was a firm believer in fate. To him, everything that happened was the will of God, and in his Bible, he'd always find the answers. Papa could see that his talk had very little effect on me. With a sorrowful look on his face, he sat down and said, Now let's give thanks for our food and for all the wonderful things God has done for us. I'll say a special prayer and ask him to help Billy. I barely heard what Papa had to say. During the meal, I could tell that no one was enjoying the food. As soon as it was over, I went to my room and lay down on my bed. Mama came in. Why don't you go to bed, she said. When you get a good night's sleep, you'll feel better tomorrow. No, I won't, Mama. I said, I have to bury the land tomorrow. I know, she said, as she turned my covers down. I'll help if you want me to. No, Mama, I said, I don't want anyone to help. I'd rather do it all by myself. Billy, you're always doing things by yourself, Mama said. That's not right. Everyone needs help from time to, from some time in his life. I know, Mama, I said, but please, not this time. Ever since my dogs were puppies, we've always been together, just us three. We hunted together and played together. We even went swimming together. Did you know, Mama, that little Ann used to come every night and peek in my window just to see if I was all right? I guess that's why I wanted to be by myself when I bury her. Now say your prayers and go to sleep. I'm sure you'll feel better in the morning. I didn't feel like saying any prayers that night. I was hurting too much. Long after the rest of the family had gone to bed, I lay staring into the darkness, trying to think, but not able to. Sometime in the night, I got up, tiptoed to my window, and looked out at my doghouse. It looked so lonely and empty sitting there in the moonlight. I could see that the door was slightly ajar. I thought of many times I had lain in my bed and listened to the squawking or squeaking of the doors and my dogs went in and out. I didn't know if I was crying until I felt until tears rolled down my cheeks. Cheeks. Mama must have heard me get up. She came and put her arms around me. Billy, she said in a quavering voice, You'll just have to stop this. You're going to make yourself sick, and I don't think I could stand any more of it. I can't, Mama, I said. It hurts so much. I just can't. I don't want to feel bad just because I, I don't want you to feel bad just because I do. I can't help it, Billy. Come now and get to bed. I'm afraid you'll catch cold.
After she had tucked me in, she sat down on the bed for a while, as if she were talking to the darkness. I heard her say, If there's only some way I could help, something I could do. No one can help, Mom, I said. No one can bring my dogs back. I know, she said, as she got up to leave the room. But there must be something. There just has to be. After Mama left the room, I buried my face in my pillow and cried myself to sleep. The next morning, I made another box. It was smaller than the first one. Each nail I drove in of the rough pine boards caused the knot in my throat to get bigger and bigger. My sisters came to help. They stood it They stood it for a while, and with tears streaming, they ran for the house. I buried little Anne to the side of old Dan. I knew that's where she wanted to be. I also buried a part of my life along with my dog. Remembering a sandstone ledge I had seen while prowling the woods, I went there. I picked up a nice stone and carried it back to the graves. Then, with painstaking care, I carved their names deep into this red surface. As I stood looking at the two graves, I tried hard to understand some of the things my father had told me. But I couldn't. I was still hurting and still had an empty feeling. I went to Mama. I went to Mama and talked. Had a talk with her. Mama, I asked. Do you think God made a heaven for all good dogs? Yes, she said. I'm sure he did. Do you think he made a place for dogs to hunt? You know, just like we have here on our place with mountains and sycamore trees and rivers and cornfields and old rail fences. Do you think he did? From what I've read in the good book, Billy, she said, he put far more things up there than we ever had here. Yes, I'm sure he did. I was thinking this over when Mama came up to me and started tucking on my shirt. Tugging on my shirt. Do you feel better now, she asked. It still hurts, Mom, I said, as I buried my face in her dress. But I do feel a little better. I'm glad, she said, as she patted my head. I don't like to see my little boy hurt like this. All right, that is finally the end of chapter 19. So tomorrow we'll finish the book. I miss you guys. Take care. Bye.